what I've been trying to focus on as much as I can with the PhD is developing like really actionable tools and techniques and strategies that that companies can use both I mean on the kind of big company big organization side but also like startups and scale-ups um, that companies can use to really move the needle on sustainability through business model innovation. Hello, and welcome to the Impact Insiders podcast, the podcast that explores real-life examples of people and organizations that are making an impact. My name is Kelvin Avankovic, and I'm an associate here at Relative Impact. Today, we'll have the privilege of welcoming Matthew Coffey, a consultant, researcher, and author in the field of business innovation and sustainability management. During this podcast, we'll be discussing how businesses can innovate on their business models to make dramatic sustainability improvements. Driven by public and stakeholder pressure, sustainability has risen to the top of the agenda for business leaders in all sectors. However, the road to introduce and implement sustainability within an organization is certainly not without its challenges. Matthew's research and consulting work is aimed at addressing these challenges. He works with firms across a range of industries to help them innovate on their business models to make dramatic sustainability improvements. Hi, Matthew, and welcome to the Impact Insiders podcast. Hey, how's it going? Uh, awesome. Yeah, really great to have you here with us today, man. Really, really excited. Um, I share your passion for sustainability and innovation, and yeah, really looking forward to hearing more about the, the work that you're doing and the the tools that you've been developing to move the needle on sustainability. Yeah, thanks. No, I'm, I'm super, super excited to be here. Really looking forward to this. So yeah, it's great. Awesome. So to um, kick it off, could you start by just telling us a little bit about your journey that's led you to the work that you're doing today and um, what inspired you to focus on the topics of sustainability and business model innovation? Yeah, so I have one of these very sort of circuitous roundabout kind of professional backgrounds where I've done a ton of different stuff. Um, at one point I ran a, a, an organic vegetable farm when I was younger. Um, and uh, I actually, I, I went to school originally for philosophy. So I have a bachelor's and a master's in philosophy. Um, and, uh, but at some point I got into, I started working in marketing and, and marketing consulting and uh, that kind of eventually sort of developed more into just general kind of business development and uh, consulting, and then from there into innovation consulting. So I got more and more interested in innovation and business models um, and really started to see kind of opportunity for companies to make, I mean, both for startups and big companies to make big sustainability impacts through business model innovation. I got more and more interested in this. Um, and uh, at some point really wanted to kind of take a deep dive in that direction and see like what, what potential there really is. And so um, that's, that's ultimately what led me into to doing a PhD uh, in sustainable business model innovation, which, is, uh, which, I'm, which I'm nearly finished with now. So, yeah. Wow, you are such an incredible journey and so interesting to um, have started with the organic farming and then moving <laughs> yeah. and now, and now yeah. to be doing the PhD. Yeah, and yeah. could you tell us a little bit more about your PhD then? So your doctoral research, um, like what is it exactly that you're working with? Um, yeah, just give us a bit of insight into to what's going on. Yeah, sure. So, um, so typically, I think. You know, if, if any, if for anybody who's listening that um, has either done a PhD or knows someone who has done a PhD or, or whatever, 
Um, you know, typically you think about uh, PhD research as kind of case study research, at least in the business world, right? Like when you're talking about a business school type PhD. So you go and, you know, you do interviews with people and then you kind of analyze the interviews and you write up a case study. And uh, for me, <laughs> I've, you know, I feel like I, I've, I'm doing just enough of that to where they'll give me a PhD because <laughs> you have to do some of that. But that's not really like my, that's not really what, what I get excited about. So for me, what I've been trying to focus on as much as I can with the PhD is developing like really actionable tools and techniques and strategies that that companies can use both, I mean, on the kind of big company, big organization side, but also like startups and scale-ups um, that companies can use to really move the needle on sustainability through business model innovation. Um, because there aren't a lot of good tools out there for that at this point. Um, so, uh, but I should maybe, I should probably give like some kind of explanation of what all of this jargon is too, because, you know, some of your listeners probably know what business models are and they probably have some idea of what we're, what we mean when we're talking about sustainability and in, in a course sort of corporate or startup context or whatever, but maybe not everybody. And it can start to sound like a lot of blah, blah, if you're not <laughs> careful, like you're just throwing big words around. So yeah, no, I think that would be great. So it'd be really helpful just to just so we're all on the same page and just give a bit yeah. of an overview, think in simple terms, like yeah, like an elevator yeah. pitch, just what are the these key Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. So okay, so what is a business model, right? So um and and what is business model innovation? So when we think about innovation, like most people, I think if you if you ask somebody to talk about what innovation is, they'd probably give you an answer that that you know invokes something about technology. They'd say something about technology. Maybe they talk about products like new innovative products or something like that in a business context, but um, business model innovation and business model thinking is about going beyond like technology or product or customer or service or distribution channels or resources or uh, key partnerships or cost structure or revenue stream or all of these kind of different components of what it is to like run a business. Instead of just thinking about them individually, you're trying to treat them as a whole. Like that's what a business model is. It's a way that all it's the way that all those pieces fit together. It's the way that a that a company creates, captures, and delivers value. That's like the most kind of standard definition of what we mean by business model. So you can have, for example, two companies with basically the same product, but completely different business models. And one company might be really successful, and the other might really struggle. So, like uh, for example, you could have two companies selling shirts and one of them is selling t-shirts in person in a brick and mortar store. And the other one is selling like through an online store. Uh, and those business models would be totally different, right? Um, so, so business model innovation is innovation work, innovation thinking at the business model level. So instead of one of those companies saying, uh, you know, we were, we're going to design a new t-shirt or something like that, or a new type of t-shirt or use a new material or whatever. Okay. Maybe that's part of what they might be doing, but they're also rethinking their entire business model. They're innovating at the level of their whole business model too. Right. So that's business model innovation. Um, so then sustainable business model innovation, if you add the sustainability component is, you know, it, traditional business model innovation thinking is basically about economic return. It's about financial gain. It's about uh, growing some new revenue stream for your company and improving your bottom line and whatever. Um, but when you add the sustainability component, then you're also thinking not just in terms of economic gain, but you're also thinking about 
how can we either reduce uh, negative impacts on the environment and society, or ideally create some kind of net positive impacts for the environment and society. So that's what sustainable business model innovation is. It's rethinking, uh, it's, it's innovating at the level of the business model with the intention of creating some sort of positive environmental and social impact. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. So it's kind of getting under the bonnet, like uh, the nuts and bolts and the components of the business, what makes it kind of how they all fit together and trying to redesign that or um, design that in such a way that it has a positive kind of or sustainable um, outcome. Yeah. Could you elaborate a little bit on the sustainability aspect? Because I know this this term, especially the concept of sustainability, the um, definition itself is kind of uh, used differently or approached differently in different contexts. There's different ways of defining yeah. it or thinking about it. We have the the triple bottom line. We think people, planet, profits. Um, but in a business context, um, how would you or what do you think it means to be sustainable in a business context? Like, how would you kind of define that? So. <laughs> you have like an hour-long podcast uh, <laughs> just about that i mean no I'm, in all seriousness it's such a challenging question to answer in, in a minute or something but so i mean that's a very contested that's a very contested uh sort of concept right what sustainability looks like in a business context um i think uh we've seen a big backlash in the last uh yeah six months or so um around esg and ESG reporting. And there's this sort of concern that sustainability has basically just become a reporting issue. So how do we sort of, um, yeah, how do we sort of make ourselves look sustainable? And of course this brings a lot of sort of greenwashing issues uh, to the table. Um, I think uh, increasingly we see sort of two camps almost uh, with the sustainability discussion. And this is true whether you're a startup or whether you're a huge company. Um, we see some people who are still thinking mostly in terms of sustainability, uh, whatever that means for them, which is something about, yeah, environmental and social impact, right? As you say, the triple bottom line, sort of balancing considerations of uh, people, planet and profit, or sort of balancing economic returns with environmental and social impacts. Um, there, there are people who and companies who are thinking mostly in those terms and mostly around this sustainability idea. And then there are people and companies, startups and big companies who are who are thinking more and more in terms of circularity and circular economy. Um, and then you're you're really kind of taking a particular sort of approach to sustainability, I think, where you're you're focused on resource use and you're focused on um, sort of slowing narrowing and closing resource loops and potentially even regenerating resource loops um, because we have depleted a lot of resources so regenerative work is actually quite important i think at this point so so there are a lot of different uh, a lot of different approaches and a lot of different ways of thinking about this and i don't think there's a simple sort of answer that i can give uh, of what sustainability looks like in a, in a business context and I also think that's uh, one of the real challenges here because there are no sort of clear cut answers that we can all give, right? It's it's a constant sort of sustainability is a moving target. So you can't just sort of say, oh, we need to get there. That's the that's the the KPI. And once we get there, we're done. You know, it's it's a it's a moving target, uh, the same way that trying to grow your business is a moving target. So yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think it's super interesting. And I guess it's uh, depending on your your context for your business, what industry and the size of your business, um, the kind of environmental context in which you find yourself, all of these factors, I guess, tailors what sustainability means for you in a sense. So as you say, there's no clear cut answer. And that's, that's perhaps uh, the challenge, but also um, in a way, it could be a benefit for companies that you you work out what does sustainability mean for you and um, kind of how to approach that. Mm, mm, yeah. And in terms of this idea of uh, uh, the business mindset towards sustainability, do you feel that there's been a shift in recent years? You mentioned that there's been a lot of criticism around ESG. I know a lot of companies were focusing on the ESG reporting. Um, but do you think the way in which companies are thinking about sustainability or approaching it has has begun to shift or there's been some change there? Yeah, I mean, it's gone from being sort of a nice to have to a like need to have thing. Um, I don't think you, I mean, I don't think any company at this point, whether you're talking about a startup or a huge company, I don't think any company can really afford to ignore environmental and social risk anymore. Um it's becoming increasingly clear to everyone uh, as we continue here in Europe, for example, to see sort of record droughts. And uh, and then, of course, uh, climate change aside, uh, the huge disruptions that companies have experienced around, for example, COVID, um, I think sort of sustainability thinking is no longer optional for, for companies and, and calculating the impacts of these sorts of environmental risks and so on and and thinking about your business model in those terms uh, is something that every company has to do now and i see more and more companies acknowledging that and then as i said of course you have some businesses who are sort of perhaps further ahead and they're thinking in terms of of uh of circularity and okay well not only do we want to be more sustainable or make some sort of sustainability impact but actually we're really dependent upon this supply chain that involves, you know, the sort of rare earth materials or something like that. And what, what if what happens if if we run out of those? And how do we start sort of recapturing some of the things that we need uh, to make our supply chain work and, and so on? So, yeah. Mm, yeah, I think the this idea of kind of closing, so instead of having a, a production cycle that kind of uh, has an end where things are just put as a waste, this idea that the, the waste becomes a resource, I think there's um, a lot of growth and potential in that space. So really, really interesting to see the new yeah. businesses that are kind of capitalizing in a sense on that. Yeah. And in, in your research, I see that you mentioned this idea of companies needing to think in terms of radical innovation when they when they think about sustainability or business model innovation. Could you elaborate a bit more on this? Um, so what does it mean for a company to think in terms of radical innovation? Yeah, okay, that's a great question. I get really excited about radical innovation. So <laughs> I can really, you might have to stop me, I can just sort of talk about this for a long time. But so, okay, what do we mean by radical innovation? That's a good question. So most of the innovation that companies do uh, is actually just incremental innovation, right? So they're making small gains, small changes, maybe they have an existing business model, and they're tweaking it, or they're sort of duplicating it in a slightly different market or something like that. And they're making some small changes. Um, this is kind of incremental innovation, right? This is very comfortable. It's very predictable. It typically doesn't require a lot of risk. Um, and you can also typically sort of see quick returns, right? So um, people like this, right? It's very, it's a very comfortable place to be. And it's also much closer 
to um, what most of the decision makers at companies are used to doing, right? And we're talking about like CEOs. They're used to running and exploiting and managing their current business model. That's what they're good at. That's how they survive as a company. And that's how they grow. That's how they typically think about sort of slow, steady growth is let's manage our current business model really well. Incremental innovation is very sort of close to doing that, right? It's a sort of like, it's a, it's a type of innovation that allows you to sort of stay relevant and get a little bit bigger and also maybe become more efficient at what you do, right? Um, but the problem then is, uh, and uh, Alex Osterwalder, the, who, who uh, uh, came up with the business model canvas, um, he, he has this thing that he says that I'm really fond of, which is that, you know, if you, if, if you just make your business model more and more and more efficient, and that's the type of innovation that you're doing, then when you get disrupted, you're going, your company will die really efficiently. <laughs> You'll be really good at becoming irrelevant overnight. So radical innovation is very different from this type of in incremental innovation, right? Radical innovation is you, you are, are doing innovation in a way that is disruptive, is potentially disruptive. So you can be a disruptor doing this type of innovation, right? Um, so radical innovation involves making a lot of calculated small bets across a lot of different potential uh, business model ideas, right? And almost in like a venture capital way, right? Where you're, you're giving a, a small amount of sort of resources to a lot of different potential ideas within an organization and testing a lot of stuff. A lot of it is going to look kind of crazy, but acknowledging from the beginning that you cannot, you cannot predict uh, like what, what's actually going to work and what's not. And it's up to the people running these projects to, to try to sort of de-risk these ideas and see if they can scale or not. Um, and it's uh, uh, recognizing that you're going to have a lot of failures before you have the sort of moonshot that transforms what your business does, transforms your company, right? So that's radical innovation. Okay. No, that's really and really interesting. And I think a lot of companies, as you say, it's comfortable to, so this incremental innovation, it's uh, it's the favored or it's probably the most popular approach because companies, uh, there's this inertia in a sense, or there's this um, comfort in doing what, you, what you've been doing for a long time or what, you, what you're used to. Um, but is there a way then that companies can kind of facilitate or kind of create creates an environment that would enable radical innovation so how how can they go about if they if they see um that they would like to kind of move the needle more or shift is there a way that they can um kind of create an environment that would facilitate that yeah so one of the tools that i've been working on um with with the phd uh, is called sustainable by design and it's a it's an organizational design focused tool right that tries to tries to assess um, how a company's uh, organizational design, the way that it's um, the way that its culture and strategy and operations are actually structured and how they sort of fit together and influence one another. It's looking at how changing that, changing your organizational design can create a situation where you can start to, to develop this kind of internal innovation ecosystem that can support radical innovation and i should and i should add like you know the, the tool is called sustainable by design right so um and i'm very focused on sustainable business model innovation not just business model innovation for economic gain right so the idea is that um 
actually a lot of the a lot of the sort of barriers organizationally that get in the way of uh, sustainable type like sustainability focused innovation. They're actually really similar or in some cases identical to the barriers that exist for just sort of conventional radical business model innovation within a company, right? They're not, they're not completely different. So you're talking about like, you know, not setting aside resources, uh, enough resources for innovation, not creating a culture where people feel safe taking risks, um, not creating clear career paths for people who want to become innovators, people who want to be entrepreneurs. These kinds of barriers organizationally, they create, they exist for, for both conventional innovation and sort of sustainability focused innovation. So of course, there are some instances of some things that certain ways of thinking and, and the things that you need to sort of implement and 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 focus on and sort of uh, boost uh, organizationally if you really want to deliver on sustainability and not just on economic gain. But um, but I think there's actually a lot more similarity than people realize. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if is this both thinking in terms of larger organizations as well as like small companies or startups? Do you think perhaps the their way of thinking or approaching this would uh, would be, and if we think about your your tool you just mentioned now, sustainable by design, do you feel that that would be equally appropriate for a small company as opposed to a large multinational? Or, um... That's a, that's a really interesting question. So there's a <laughs> there's a paper from uh, from Henry Chesborough, who's like the sort of father of of open innovation. From um, he he wrote a research paper a couple of years ago. Uh, I think I think it was called something like um, "Big Companies Are Not Startups" and "Startups Are Not Small Versions of Big Companies," or some very like provocative title or something like this. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, big companies trying to run entrepreneurial projects or trying to set up corporate accelerators. Of course, the idea is that they want the sort of you know speed and sort of risk risk attitude and innovation and whatever that, that comes with a startup, right? And then of course, like startups want the sort of resource pool <laughs> that big companies have, right? But but at the end of the day, they're always going to be fundamentally different, right? So I think when you're talking about a big company and organizational design, um, talking about culture and strategy and operations that are actually sort of going to help you do uh, sustainable and, and circular business model innovation, in the big company context, you've already got thousands and thousands of employees and all of these, you know, organizational silos that exist and all these sorts of problems that you have to deal with. So you're doing a lot of kind of um, you're doing a lot of kind of a assessment and it's going to take a lot of time to make these kinds of changes and whatever. But there are also resources there to do that. Right. And then when you're looking on the on the startup end, um, particularly startups that are kind of getting to a scale up uh, stage or maybe they're, they've got 10 people and they're about to hire like 100 people, right? Um, there, it's like you're almost doing sort of, uh, you're, you're trying to take preventive measures, right? You're trying to say, okay, well, we started out as an impact startup and it's uh, me and my 10 friends or something. And now we're about to hire 100 strangers. And um, how do we actually set up our organization where we can continue to innovate and continue to move the needle on sustainability and not lose sight of why we started doing this. So I think um, this this tool in particular that I'm talking about is is valuable in both contexts, but the the approach is is a bit different, right? Yeah, and you you mentioned earlier when you um, spoke about your PhD project that you developing a suit or a range of tools, let's say, so almost like a toolbox. Um, would it also be, for instance, uh, the different tools? 
designed to approach different like uh, phases in the life cycle of the organizations or is it more looking at different types of sustainability challenges or goals um could you talk a bit about um the value where you see the value application of these different types of tools yeah well so you know there are already some very good tools uh like business model canvas for example that are really good for like uh for ideation right so if if what you want to do is sit around and kind of ideate uh for for a business model um and think in terms of how how can all of this work like how can we make all these components fit together and create a profitable business model um but what i don't see are good tools that that or or sort of set of tools that you can collect and put together that can address as you say this whole life cycle of an organization so that that is what i've been trying to work on and um uh right now what what we what we sort of have on offer is is um a range of tools starting from when you are basically when you're thinking in terms of laying the groundwork um, with with this tool sustainable by design you're thinking at the organizational design level how do we get everything set up and aligned right so that things can work so that you can build an, an innovation ecosystem internally that's going to deliver on SBMI on sustainable business model innovation and so that tool is very much kind of, um, it's like trying to get a picture of where an organization is now. Like what are the problems? What barriers are there within the organization and what drivers are there that, that could maybe be sort of boosted? So which barriers can we mitigate and which drivers can we boost? Um, and then uh, we're working on a road mapping tool, which then sort of allows you to take the learnings from, from using that first tool with, uh, with different people within an organization at, at different levels. It's, it's important to sort of get uh, input both from the very top, right, but also from people on the ground doing work because their experience of, say, like a company culture is going to be very different from, you know, people at the top and what they think the company culture is. They, they might think it's one thing and it's actually something else, right? So taking the sort of learnings from this first tool, we're working on a, a road mapping tool where you can then sort of say, okay, how are these actually, how are these barriers and drivers uh, within our company actually showing up in different contexts? Like in, in this sort of, uh, in, this, in this sort of um, uh, particular area of the company, what is people's experience and and how are they running into barriers of, for for innovation and for sustainability and what kind of actions can we take what sort of changes can we make in this or that area of the company to actually move things forward and the end result like ultimately what you want as i said is is an innovation ecosystem within the company that supports sbmi right mm -hmm. um, so we're also working on sort of a mapping tool that allows you to kind of track um, this, this, all of these different sort of business model innovation projects and, and really see where are they in terms of, of risk and potential return, but not just economic return, um, also sort of impact potential, right? Like actually trying to track the potential sustainability impact, uh, of, of different innovation projects. So that's the idea is a, a suite of tools that can support that whole sort of journey. Wow, no, it sounds super, super interesting. And I mean, uh, I think the work that you're doing is so relevant considering um, how important sustainability is becoming and the pressure that companies are under. So, and I think it's going to only become more um, more important in the years to come, like as, as these environmental challenges and social issues um, continue to develop globally. And I think the work that you're doing is um, extremely, extremely important. And I think 
a lot of companies um, could really benefit from using um, from using the suite of tools. So thank you so much for your your time today, Matthew. It's been such an inspiring and interesting conversation. And yeah, I'm really thanks, excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing and for um yeah, for giving us a bit of insight into your PhD project. Um, you mentioned that you you're in the final stages now. So I'm sure um fairly soon people uh, will be able to read read all your articles and um, and see your tools. <laughs> I can't recommend reading academic articles if you're not an academic. Maybe just read the abstract and the conclusion. <laughs> the, middle, <laughs> the middle part's quite boring, but yeah, no people people can find the uh, the articles soon. Yeah, great. Uh, and we'll be we'll share and include the links and references to Matthew's work and tools in the episode notes. So if you're interested to um, reach out to him or find out more about the work that he's doing and the the tools that he um they're developing. Um, yeah, please, please do reach out to Matthew and I'm sure you'll be interested to, to talk to you. But uh, yeah, cheers, Matthew. Thank you so much. And this has been an Impact Insiders podcast powered by Relative Impact. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast and make sure that you don't miss future episodes. Um, and for more information about Relative Impact and the work that we're doing, um, please check out our website and sign up to our newsletter to get updates directly to your inbox. Thank you so much and um, cheers, everybody.